All right, all right. What's happening tonight, fellas? Hey, hey. What's Welcome. up? What's up? Welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Show. It's going to be a good night tonight. Got some new guests in the house. Tonight we've got Brian Stout with Woody Sound Up. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's hey, cool, up, man? man? Glad to have you. Glad to have you. We've got Thanks the, for having me. We got the regular Joe from Joe and Tell up in the top right. Hey, how's it going? And then down in the bottom left, we got that incredibly handsome Ron from New Record Day. What's happening, brother? Hello, hello. What's if I sound on? like I'm dying, it's because I am potentially dying. <laughs> you got it, man. Yeah, Ron's been under the weather. So super, super cool, man. Well, guys, before we kind of jump into it, um, I want to do a little introduction and allow him to do the introduction. Uh, tonight, as I mentioned, we've got a special guest. We've got Brian Stout in the house. Brian, how are you doing, man? Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, kind of where you're at in the hi-fi space. Great. Well, thanks, guys. Um, so you might know me. I have an Instagram page called Woody Soundup. Um, it's been running for a little over a year now. Uh, I started it in November of 2018. Um, so just kind of been, uh, working on that for the last, last year, you know, almost coming up on a year and a half now. Um, nice. so yeah, just kind of wanted to start a cool enthusiast page for, for people to go to and, uh, you know, see their, their, uh, setups shared and maybe give some inspiration to other people on, on, uh, what they can do with their rooms and, and, uh, their setups and, and, uh, you know, introduce people to new products, uh, new speaker brands and, uh, electronics brands that maybe they don't really know about, um, stuff like that. So that's kind of, kind of what the whole main focus of the thing is. Um, and so now it's kind of, kind of catching some legs and taking off and, and uh, absolutely so cool. Absolutely. We'll talk about your channel in just a little bit. Today, we want to mention that our show sponsor is Axpona. We are really excited this year for Axpona because we are actually going to have the entire Daily Hi-Fi crew at Axpona this year. So we are excited and pumped about that. And so, Ron, Joe, both of you went to Axpona last year. So maybe you guys can kind of share a little bit with the audience, kind of what Axpona is, uh, what you experienced, and uh, and I'll share some some photos as you guys talk. How about that? Yeah. Ron, you want to go? Yeah, sure, man. I can go first. Um, well, I mean, going to a show is always a lot of fun, and I've been to a few shows over the years. And Expona is quickly being referenced or known as the Munich of North America. Um, you hear that quite often, and there's a good reason because it's really popular. It's it's becoming one of the biggest shows out there. And <clears throat> one thing that um, I remember about the show was that location um, is really easy to navigate. And I wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up if you decide to get out there. You know, you're talking over 200 rooms. And so navigating each and every single room in a lot of these shows can be problematic. It's easy to get lost. Sure. But what's really cool about that venue, and I got a little YouTube clip that we'll play in a minute, is if you think of kind of like a rectangle coliseum, all of the rooms are on the outside of that and there's multiple layers. So as you go up and I would recommend this go up to the top, you can look across to the other side and you can see all the banners of all the different rooms of where you want to hit up. So it's kind of easy to lay down like a plan of attack right off the get go of figuring out, Oh, Hey, there's Andrew over there. And Oh, Hey, there's, you know, Dan Wright over there. And there's, 
all these different rooms. And so it's really easy to see where you want to go next. And I think that's part of its success is the navigation of those rooms is really easy to do. Right. Um, nice. I gotta, yeah, I got hey, a little. You're telling the secret, Ron. That's a secret. It For is all, the advanced folks. You go to the very top. So forget <laughs> going to the you know elevator every time. No, right? Just go to the top and then take the stairs down. Start working your yeah, way just, down. Just go down stairs that way. Down. That it's is the great. way to do it. Yeah, and specifically with this location, go to the top and walk on the outer perimeter all the way around because you'll see all of the rooms down below and you'll have a good idea of exactly which rooms you want to hit up. So as you're making your way down, you'll you'll be right where you need to be, which is really cool. Um, they do live concerts, which is awesome. I remember they did that last year. The very first night right. we got in, they did some live concerts and some great food and drinks. Yeah. Food was on point. I'm a foodie myself. And uh, I remember the food being really good and the music was really good. So nice. um, I was not in any kind of a rush to get back to my room. I mean, it was, mm. like, hey, this is this is really cool. So sure, really a cool venue for sure. Very sweet. You said um, you had a video to kind of show like some, yeah. just some footage. Yeah, just some footage. Um, you want to go ahead and share that? Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to press play. You can't hear it. Um, but you can kind of see what I'm talking about. I'm rambling about ELEC, but you can see those levels right there. Right. If you get up to the top, you can see all the way down and you can see every room that you uh, want to get to and hit up. Nice. And um, yeah, yeah, just to give you just a kind of a, a glance as to what you'll be looking at when you go there. It's a it's a bright and vibrant venue as well. Um, some of the venues can be a little bit dark, and I think that kind of weighs on you as you're trekking around from room to room. But that one has mm -hmm. a lot of natural light in it as well, and it gives it a different vibe. It seems to me like everybody's just kind of bright, cheery, and happy. And yeah, it's a it's a great venue, man. I really really enjoyed myself. The rooms are challenging. Um, I will mm -hmm. say that uh, they have these built-in. Um, like built-in desks or mm -hmm. like, I can't remember like computer desks or something off to the left. And one thing that I remember specifically is it seemed to me that consistently anybody that was using the long wall, they seem to have better sounds. So I'm going to be paying attention to okay. how people are working with those rooms to get the best out of their best out of the room. Nice. Cool. Joe, yeah. what was your experience last year, man? Well, I'm, I'm looking at their, their site here and it says they have a 3000 square foot expo hall so mm -hmm. i remember that last time there's another whole another area there where you can actually buy stuff so if that's nice. something you're into you so know bring some money bring some record. money if you want yeah. some vinyl you know there's a little shopping nice. area there if you're into cool. headphones right they have this area they call it the ear gear experience mm -hmm. so there's something for those guys too nice uh you're already saying live concerts uh, I'm seeing that they have this uh, endless design inspiration in the new audiophile den envisioned by Chicago interior designer Carly Moeller of Unpatterned and Furnishing provided exclusively by Ethan Allen. So I thought that was interesting because I've always said, you know, a lot of times we talk about wife acceptance factor and like these huge speakers and yeah. how is it going to uh, how is it going to work in your room? How is it going to look? And so the fact that they're looking at interior design and combining that with the audio experience because it's a factor, right? Yeah. And sure. I think that's really smart. Uh, the yeah. other thing, the seminars, right? So it says here, compelling sound seminars daily on the latest trends in the audio world from industry leaders. And that's fun. Nice. Industry leaders, I guess. I that guess. was you last year, right? 
I, I didn't speak Did you, last year. Did I, you I thought you spoke. I was thinking you spoke at something. <laughs> I'm, spoke, I'm speaking this year. I have two things. I'm That's what be, it is. Okay. Two speaking Very engagements. Cool. So uh, Joe is going to be one of those industry leaders. How about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So check him out, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, that should be interesting. I, I have a, a panel and I put together all oh. of the, what I think are the top, top uh, companies in our industry. And I mm. talked to like, you know, the higher up people, not just like, yeah. you know, yeah. not a nobody in these. These are these the movers companies. and shakers of the, the companies. Yeah. The big boys. Right. Yeah. And so I, I talked to some of them like, hey, be on this panel. And I want to talk about the changes in hi-fi mm. and what that means to consumers, what that means to companies, what do they have to do to <laughs> adapt to these changes? What does yeah. this all mean? Right. <laughs> so that is going to be one of my panels. And then the other panel is uh, for NAD and regarding. Uh, budget audio gotcha yeah. super cool are you able to share who's gonna be on that panel oh yeah, yeah. okay so i'm out there man who, who's gonna who be i on think there? we're gonna have on there i think we're gonna have um jill from clips right uh paul from sound united mm-hmm. um we're Nick, gonna have yes. june from lenbrook so lenbrook cool. is psb got some psb speakers and headphones Represent. uh nad uh, they also represent uh, Dolly here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then we also have uh, Nick, Nick Brown from SVS. Nice. So these are, like they're I'm cool, saying, I've yeah, picked, picked cool some panel. awesome folks. Yeah, that's, um, be good. that's a good squad. Yeah, so th- that should be fun. Um, like you said, Michael, we're all going to be there. So that's going to yeah. be exciting. Hopefully, Brian, are you planning to go or what's up, man? I'd love to see you over there. Uh, I would I'd love to make it out there. I'm uh, trying to check my schedule now. But uh, but yeah, I'd definitely love to make it out for the weekend. Nice, yeah. man. Love to have you out there. So in the chat, if you guys are coming to Axwana, we'd love to hear. Um, just kind of drop a note over there saying, hey, I'm coming. Um, we'd love to be able to, to hang out with you guys, at least say hi. And while we're talking about the chat, I'm looking over there. We got Pode in the house. We got Junior. Thanks for showing up, man. Regular guy audio. We got Corey, Derek, lots of folks over there. Alton, Tristan, a lot of regulars I see. Dwayne, man, thanks so much for joining us tonight, man. Optimus. Yeah, on that point, no matter how busy we look at the show, just stop and say hi. I'm usually. Yeah. I'm usually carrying all of Joey's gear, but <laughs> make sure you make sure you stop and say hi. That's and, awesome, uh, man. We're gonna <clears> have yeah, Chana do it next time. He has his cart. Um, it should be. A, it's gonna be a great time. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? The fact that we're all there. We're gonna do yeah. a podcast live. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we're just gonna be stopping people. Like, hey, you're you're planning? Get over here. Talk get to over us. Here. Talk to yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're gonna try to do some live streaming, depending on how the. Uh, internet um, connection is <laughs> yeah that's yeah a little bit that's, that's, I, i've always found that you know the only one i've actually really been to is the um the florida audio show and it's in a inside a hotel as well and wi-fi is horrendous um so unfortunately even when you're trying to do a live stream it just gets really kind of choppy a lot of times and so hopefully we'll have some good service there and we can kind of have that up and running and, and just have a good time with that We'll we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. man. Once it should be, be a lot of fun. So cool. Very cool. I'm looking over here in the chat. If you guys got questions, definitely drop those over there. We'll try to um, to answer those. And if if it gets too busy, you know, there's always the super chat that kind of gets our attention. And uh, but man, we're just gonna have some fun tonight. We've got some questions. We'll have a call in a little bit later. Put the number up there so you guys can give us a call and chat with us. 
Um, and as we mentioned, man, we're just grateful for um, Axpona for uh, sponsoring today's podcast. And so, yeah, thank you. See you guys there. I hope I hope to see a lot of you guys over there. If it's your if you've never been to a show, yeah, this is this is the most organized show that I've seen personally. Yeah. You know, it's very it's organized. very very organized, very well nice. done. So yeah. if you can't make it out to all the other shows, I would say this is, you know, I think this is a very good one to go to. Yeah. Nice, so, man. Yeah. It's yep. going to be a blast. All right, guys, let me jump over here. If you see some questions in the chat, feel free. <laughs> do fellas, help me guys, out. Do any of you guys still play audio cassettes? That's interesting. I remember playing cassettes back in the day, but no, I, I don't mess with audio cassettes anymore. So I had, I remember, I mean, I had the, it was called the Sony Walkman. Did y'all have that? Yeah, I had the sports. So, one, the so Brian's one. young, man. I'm like 44, dude. So I had the Sony Walkman, man. And we had, you know, headphones, not quite as big as this. And that thing was probably what, five inches wide yeah. by about four inches tall. And you would clip it onto like the side of your pants or your belt or stick it in your pocket. It was terrible, man. But I do remember they had the, a thing called the top five at nine. So every night at nine o'clock, the local radio station, um, I would sit by my bed. I had like this little um, radio that had a cassette player in it as well. And I'd put my fingers on what was it? The Play record. record. And yeah, there was two buttons you had to push. Yeah. And so I, I'd be like, I'd have my fingers on it. And as soon as I heard the song that I wanted to to record, I'd hit that and I'd record it. And then after that, I would stop it. And then the next song I wanted, I'd hit it. And so that's how we would make mixed tapes back then, man. So gosh, I feel old now, fellas. Thanks so much. I appreciate that question. That's how that, Mike, uh, Michael gets chicks. That's how he used to get chicks. Like, <laughs> hey, I got, I made this mixtape for you. Wow. All these love songs. Yeah, dude. Slow jams. Yeah, dude. I know your style. Nah, Somebody over man. here. Who's this? Dwayne is is busting balls in the in the chat. Let's not talk internet connection here with our Joe and Tell. He carries that mini router around with him on oh. that cruise. That didn't seem to help. <laughs> that is true. I remember that. I remember that. He was trying, man. He was trying. <laughs> I was trying to say all kinds of like uh, Transformer stuff, but I don't know if you guys heard it. I was trying to nice. sing Transformer stuff. Very cool. Looks like regular guy audio is going to try to make it out to Axponent. Be great, man. Got some folks from New York in the house. What's going on, Jimmy? All right. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump into some questions, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do All right. It. So, so each week we try to come up with some questions that um, just kind of engage some conversation. And we'd love for you guys in the chat to uh, share your thoughts on it. So here's the first question. You have a thousand bucks to spend on a new pair of speakers. What are you going to buy? How about Ron? That's my question. Thousand... I'm not, I'm not going to go for it. Someone. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll tell you what, Woody. Let, let, her, let her guess spot. go. Let her there go. You go. Brian. All right. You got a thousand bucks to spend, man. Somebody just hooked you up, man. Wife said, baby, here you go. Go buy some toys. Get some new speakers. You deserve them. You work hard. You hit that 10,000 mark on Instagram recently. So big props to, to you, sir. Congratulations on that. So you've got a thousand bucks to spend. What would you buy, man? Oh, man, that's a tough call. Um, I've... Uh, I've recently been looking a lot at the uh, ELAC, the uh, reference debuts. I know they're not quite up there to that thousand mark. Um, yeah. So 
I mean, hey, take that extra money and get some other goodies with it. But uh, okay. but I think those are those are really a standout speaker for me right now. Um, everything from the design of them, uh, you know, the aesthetic, the the sound, everything, everything on those things just killer. And yeah. uh, you know, there's so many there's so many awesome speakers in that, that price bracket right now um, that I think it's kind of hard for for individual speakers to stand out because there's so many good speakers in that five hundred, yeah. six hundred uh, sure. dollar dollar mark. Um, but yeah, I think right now, you know, I got my, got my big guys set up in the, in the theater room. So I think I'd probably grab a pair of those for the, uh, for the downstairs. Nice. Put the extra money in the pocket, man. All right. <laughs> Not a bad choice. <laughs> what, what you got, Joe? Um, thousand bucks and under, I'm going to have to go with those, uh, Wharfdale <laughs> Denton 85th anniversary, bookshelf speakers because they have a real wood veneer mm -hmm. they're they're actually 899 right now and i think they look awesome they sound awesome they're at the very top of my speaker leaderboard right now mm -hmm. right. and uh they're not the most expensive speakers on there but they're still at the very top i just love the way they sound i think they sound great and if you've ever heard the bigger brother mm -hmm. the uh the wharfdale linton 85th oh my goodness those right. are slightly over a thousand, so I can't say those. I think those are twelve or thirteen hundred bucks still. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah. Uh Wharfdale Denton 85th anniversary. Not right. very gotcha. popular for some I don't know. I don't I don't know how popular they are, but I think that they're awesome. Nice. Maggie yeah, RS. I, I, I see you there, Tristan. And honestly, I'm like, yeah, going, it's not so much the new, it's the price point. You know, I don't I don't know. I just don't have a whole lot that I've been looking at. So, but I don't shop for, I mean, speakers very often either. So for me, man, if I had a thousand bucks to spend on a new pair of speakers, honestly, I'd want to buy something new. Um, you know, of course I've owned a lot of clips. Um, so I'm not even thinking that I, I'd like to just buy something, but I don't even know like what brand I would even go after that would have a price point of a thousand. But why are you laughing, Joe? I'm laughing at Dwayne and Tristan going back and forth talking about what I was like coming back wearing some different stuff on the group. But anyway, oh, yeah. um, man, yeah, honestly, that's that's a tough one for me. You guys know a lot more speakers in that budget area than I do. Well, you have you have some stuff I think that you've reviewed that are under a thousand, right? Recently, I think um, those Martin KLH, uh, maybe? yeah. Yeah, the KLH, those were, well, see, that's a thousand. They were, I mean, for a pair of them, you're not going to get in a thousand. Mm. I think they were like six, they're like six fifties a piece. Mm. Um, what, what about those Martin Logans? I think you can do those. <laughs> what, just the tweeter? <laughs> no, no. The, um, the X, the XI, XTI or whatever it is, the Martin Logan. With that pretty gloss, the kind of rosewood gloss finish. But that was you, right? I didn't know. I did the, um, let me scroll here. I'm looking through there. I've got the Motion 60 XTIs. Yeah, yeah. How much were those? Oh, they're only $17.49 each. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, what I'm saying, man. Like, okay, okay here we go. Um, yeah, Actually, I, I, I know, Ron, uh, never mind. I'm not going to say what I was about to say because I think I have an idea what you're going to say. Is it something that I can see, Ron, on your screen? <laughs> Here you go. How about these, man? These these might be fun. 
Not no. honestly, they're they're yeah. not really that exciting 30, to me. Thirty five XTIs. So those are four. Those are five. Four twenty nine. Yeah. 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 So okay. about eight hundred fifty bucks. So that would fit under. I just honestly, I like the way they look. The tweeter in it is super soft. I haven't heard these particular ones, um, so I don't know how they sound as bookshelves. But definitely right. impressed with the sixty XTIs. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Let's see what yeah, Ron's this, got. This is. I, I don't think Joey would guess this. This is my. Uh, well, is it in your? Is it visible right now? Is my question. Oh, in his setup, the brand is visible. I, I yeah. see some his candles. The brand are pretty, is visible. Pretty expensive. The brand is visible. Yeah. Would I, it be the SVS uh, Ultras? I would do the Prime Towers. Oh, okay. Better, because you, they're five hundred bucks each, thousand <clears> bucks. <throat> you're done, and I think that you would get so much performance out of those. I mean, they're down to thirty. Let me check here. Yeah, thirty hertz, <laughs> twenty-five kilohertz. <laughs> He's laughing at me right now, dude. Um, right here, this is why. Yeah, <laughs> came here for workout tips. For yeah. they disappointed, man. I would, I would <laughs> do the prime towers. I've heard them enough. I, I mean, at that price point, that's gonna be tough to beat. I think they're they're really good speakers for that for that kind of money. Hmm. Yeah, if they're anything anything like the uh, SVS Ultras, I thought that those were very good, mm -hmm. especially yeah. for home theater. Yeah, you know, I felt sure. like they were designed to get loud. You know what sure. I mean? For some small bookshelf speakers, cut them off at eighty hertz. Add one of their SVS subs, done. Game over, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was my question. What do you guys? It's, got? it's good that you said whoever made up this question said new pair, because if yeah. you would have said used, then Michael oh. would have been like, "I'm gonna get some MBL speakers." Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, I got you know, a." I got some in my closet here. I just got them, you know, from a guy across the street. He was taking them out to the dumpster. What is People the brand probably... again? What is the brand again, Ron? That you got? That that, that he got? That who got? The you ones that uh, Michael brand. got. I think he got something that like, something Wilson or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's mercy, man. Yeah, he was man, on, on Facebook the other day. He goes, what's this Wilson brand? I, I got these for $2 by a guy that was just selling them door to door. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah youth man deals man gotta love it man everybody hates on my youth man deals y'all just want some of them you just they're always asking me hey michael what's what's the tips man how do i how do i get the hookup yeah be as nice so, as michael steven see Tr tristan's got some love for my used speakers man <coughs> good deals out there super cool man right, what else we, we got here we go optim says i'm looking for some two-tone electric home theater recliners Red and black. I live in Florida, 30 minutes from Disney. Where can I find those or a store in the area? Oh, goodness. In the area? Honestly, a lot of places are just going to be online. A lot of those local guys, whether it's hi-fi shops, um, unfortunately, man, they've closed up. So there's not a lot of um, great places to go uh, in the local area that i found. So um, cool. Good question, man. All right. We got a couple others over here. All right, here we go. So how can the hi-fi community, companies, and consumers use Instagram? So this was Joe's question. I think so we Ron, to to Ron, you, I, I figure we'll let the expert okay. speak okay. last on this okay. one. So All right. I figure we go to the least expert, and I think that's Ron from New Record Day. <laughs> no, actually, it's me. No, what Ron, is, what, what, what what is Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> actually, you've, had, you've been having your wife help you up, right? Yeah. Yeah, She's been killing it, man. It's good she stuff. She has, yeah. Um, it's important. You know, I, I didn't 
put much weight into Instagram for a really long time here at New Record Day. You guys know that. Yeah. Um, but joining the Daily Hi-Fi crew, uh, I guess I could say I saw the light because you realize what that outreach actually can look like. Yeah. And there's so many people that are on Instagram that mm -hmm. it's yeah. like you can't possibly ignore it. And I think that as Joe has talked about in I've sat next to him as he's talked to men, countless how high by, you know, enthusiasts and companies that mm -hmm. it's just another tool that you should be using. And yeah. so, sure. you know, both, um, you know, the consumers, they want to buy your products. That's yeah. the bottom line. They're interested in your products and getting your products uh, visually out there. The place to do it is Instagram. And yeah. so um, for me, I think that the hurdle for me, at least getting going is, I stopped thinking about it too much. You know, it's not about even starting off with getting the perfect shot, the perfect picture, you know, the one that's just killer. It's get a picture out there and learn mm -hmm. as you go. And I think that's my biggest thing is that just doing it, just getting yeah. something out there is way more important or where way more important than doing nothing. Cause yeah, sure. So yeah, you just figured it out. Okay, cool. Michael, so I, I think for me, um, you know, kind of to piggyback on that, even if you don't have a lot of equipment, um, some people think, man, I've got to have, you know, this fancy camera, I've got to have this start with what you have. Yeah. You know, all of us that have YouTube channels, Brian with his Instagram, we start with what we have, which is typically what? Your phone? Cell phone. Yeah. Right here. You know, yeah, take a picture. so we, we have this, they take decent pictures. Some of them take really, really amazing pictures. I've seen some guys take photos. And I'm like, man, that is dope. What camera are you using? They're like my iPhone or my Samsung or my Galaxy Note or whatever. So just start with what you have. And like you said, just begin to take pictures, man, and begin to share, learn about hashtags. Um, what's interesting with Instagram is people find you a lot of times just on hashtags. So if they're looking for hi-fi, you know, if you tag hi hashtag hi-fi and they are searching for hi-fi, you're picture your post are going to come up in that feed and so that's how they can find you and if they like what they see then they're going to follow you and they're going to you know become active in your community and in your instagram community so i think it's definitely beneficial for companies as well um, as consumers so let me think about that though how can the hi-fi community so how can consumers use use the instagram so like with us maybe you know, as a consumer, you know, just being educated, you know, there's some great information out there on Instagram on what's available. You know, I know a lot of times I've seen stuff on Instagram, like, man, I didn't even know that company existed, you know? So it's a good way just to get educated on what options are out there for you in the area of hi-fi. So Joe. Yeah. So, you know, you got, man? I've done a talk about this actually at a, a, at a show and I was just talking to, to specifically to companies and telling them like, you know what, you guys, I would say hi-fi companies, most of you guys, if I were to give you a letter grade on Instagram, you'd get uh, an F. So, exactly. Uh, they all smiled because it was true, right? They, they not, knew it, though. They knew it. This is true. So Instagram and hi-fi don't really, uh, in the past, didn't go well together, right? Yeah. Just because it was kind of like an older generation type of thing, and they were like, Instagram, forget Instagram, right? And... You know, one of the comments that I've heard a few times is, you know, our company just relies on word of mouth, right? I'm talking about 
on the company side. We just rely on word of mouth. Well, what they don't realize or what they have to have to realize is that Instagram is just word of mouth on steroids, right? It's just a way for people to talk about you in a easier and faster way using photos. Uh, it's a way to engage with potential customers, right? For people to learn about your product, to learn about you as a company, yeah. right? So it's not always about a product. Maybe it, it's kind of like a way to, um, I don't know, give, give a company a voice kind of, right? So yeah. for example, we just recently did something where we reposted some guy who had some JBL speakers, right? Some two floor standing JBL speakers and then this little speaker inside of a baby crib, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then it was just kind of look like, you know, like parents looking down mm-hmm. at their little baby. Yeah. And people were making funny comments how like the JBLs had horns and this one had a tweeter. So it must have been an Ill- <laughs> illegitimate child. Yeah. You know, they're just Golly. making fun. Yeah, just and, having um, some fun with it. And then Clips jumps in and they did one. They reposted somebody who was like bringing a little uh, like RP600M or some smaller bookshelf speakers home to the bigger, the big boy, like uh, RF seven threes or something like that. Right. And then, so they reposted that. And then they said at, at SVS, where are you at? Oh, yeah. you, pick yeah. Up yeah. you like, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, hey, that was cool. It just showed like, Every, Hey, come on. They just, just dropped the gauntlet, man. It's but it was then, in fun though. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was then fun. It wasn't like, Hey, it's like, let's go with this, man. Let's see who can, who can join in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that it's about a building blast. a community sure. on um, through through social media. Yeah, so yeah. it's more a community thing, more so than like, <laughs> hey, you're gonna be able to sell so many of yeah. this, this, this. Yeah, yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, you probably will if you become part of the community, if you help grow the community. Um, yeah, I think that's what our focus is, kind of with our daily hi-fi Instagram, is to get people there talking to each other, having fun. And that's basically it. Sure. That's the way I see it. Woody. Uh, all right. The, the, the expert. IG expert. I know. Um, what about, what advice you got for us, man? Yeah. I mean, I, I think all you guys brought up some great points. Um, you know, it is, you know, kind of like Joe said, you know, there's an older audience there that maybe just hasn't embraced the technology yet. Um, but it is very surprising to me to see some of these really, really, at least to us, well-known companies that don't have any presence at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll share a speaker, I'll share an amplifier or something like that. And I want to tag that company yeah. to, to direct people towards them. Sure. Uh, and there's just nothing to tag. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I'll hashtag it. And then, you know, maybe someone's searching for Parasound or searching, you know, searching for something, you know, in particular. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great platform, uh, whether it's just a, you know, introduce new products, uh, start conversations about stuff, um, and just have fun. Uh, like you said, Joe, I mean, making this a community, uh, is a really cool thing. Um, and that's something that, uh, that I'm kind of happy that I got to kind of be a part of yeah. in this little journey, uh, getting to here. Um, cause like I said, when I, when I started it, I really had no idea what I was doing with it or, or where it was going or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just fun to to show everything from an entry level system to people to say you know this is this is just as cool as these yeah. big huge expensive systems and just to see people putting the time and effort and their hard earned money into you know a five hundred dollar system and how much happiness it brings them yeah um, you know that's really that's important interesting. 
because you do you think, do post those you'll post a super expensive system and then yeah. right next to it you'll post like a diy something on yeah. your you know yeah. like they're equal on your platform yeah and, and i mean for the companies to be able to hop onto instagram and see you know a post of mine that's got a bunch of likes and a bunch of comments and for them to say oh wow well that's that's really cool people actually are reacting to our products and reacting to our stuff yeah sure uh, so, so that's kind of kind of a goal of mine is just to you know, spread awareness of other brands. And, you know, obviously I'm, you know, a Klipsch guy. Um, so I make sure to include a lot of that stuff in there, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I include, you know, all, all the brands out there. I'm, I'm not, you know, specific to Klipsch yeah. and say everything else is junk, you know, it's, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I want to include everyone and, and uh, you know, start some conversations and, and show off some cool stuff. And, yeah. and you just recently hit 10 K. So 10,000 10, people who follow you on there, now, you know, maybe c- compared to Kim Kardashian or something like that, maybe that's yeah, not very yeah. much. But in hi-fi space, that's a that's lot. That's a big right? deal. That's if a I, big deal. And, and, you know, to these companies, they might not understand that. If I put 10,000 people, real, these are real people, right? Yeah. 10,000 people in a stadium and, oh, yeah. you know, they might be interested in that. Yeah. All yeah. these people are there for hi-fi, right? They're not there because maybe for your personal training stuff, but mostly for hi-fi, right? Yeah. And, and that's what's kind of cool, too. I mean, uh, with like the Instagram tools, you can you can bust into the analytics of, you know, how your profile's doing and stuff like that. And uh, I checked it out last night and it's like, yeah, I have 10,000, you know, legitimate followers that are, you know, here for this specific stuff. Um, but you go into the analytics and it says, you know, 178 individual pages have seen my my posts over the last week. Um, so it's like, well you know, that's a pretty big audience of people, you know, and I mean, you know, that's how a lot of us are. We're just scrolling through, you know, you might comment, you might like, you might just see something you like and just keep scrolling past it. Sure. Um, but you, you still took that second to look at it and you might've taken that second to read the caption of what the product is. And, and, uh, how do you think, uh, consumers can utilize that? Um, you know, it could be a great research tool. Um, you know, you can, you know, if I post something about a, a specific speaker, you might see other people commenting about that speaker, um, or you might look into that brand more. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I think there's really all kinds of ways that uh, consumers can can kind of utilize that, uh, whether it's just starting conversations with people about stuff they're trying to learn about um, or products they're trying to get to know or, you know, discover new stuff. You, you know, one awesome way that I've found is, let's say if there's a product that I'm interested in, right? Mm-hmm. I might look up that hashtag for that product and then I'll find people who own that product. Yeah. And then I can go and comment like, Hey, how do you like this thing? Do you, right. you think this thing is cool? And then if it goes further, you can DM them and have a conversation about this particular product. So what other way can you actually find other, you know, people who have this particular product? It's an easy way to do it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I was, I was one of those people that, you know, bashed on hashtags before I really got into the Instagram thing and sure. you know, hated seeing mm-hmm. people with posts and, you know, all kinds of hashtags. And it's like, that's, that's lame. That's, you know, how, you, just, that's how you get found though. Yep. I, 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 so it shows you how little I know about um, Instagram. I recently was posting for daily hi-fi and, and I exceeded my limit on hashtags. Yep. It was like, Hey, you can't do that. And I'm like, all right, now which ones do I delete? Well, I mean, I thought, I thought they were all important. At yep. least now, Michael, you you can actually it gives you a warning. Before, what it used to do 
is if you went over on the hashtags, right? You'd go, you'd hit post, right. and then the whole description would be would be blank. Yep. So oh, you'd write up this whole thing, no way. and then the oh, whole thing would just be blanked out gone. because you went over. Oh, I'd be like, mad. No. So you'd have to remember to copy. So now yeah. that it gives you a warning, so that's good. So, the, so they're learning too. That's cool. You've had that. You've had that happen. Yeah, right? it actually got lucky because I, I started a Facebook page which I don't really do a lot with. I just share stuff from the Instagram page. Um, but because it shared to Facebook and Facebook yeah. doesn't have that limit, right. I was able to just go into Facebook and copy my post and then gotcha. delete out a hashtag or two. And that was gotcha. good. But good 30, 30 is your limit. 30. <laughs> yep, I'll go like, over it. I'm a, I must have did like 40 or 50. We have to show this, this post over here. I'm this trying Facebook to find. Post. I have this Facebook post. How do I? Let me try to share this thing on the screen. It's pretty. This is very <laughs> relevant. Highly hey, relevant. We, sh- we got we got some comments that go along with it too. So also, here, I want to just give a plug um, to Brian. He does have a YouTube channel, so make sure you're subscribing to his YouTube as well. Oh yeah, thanks. I haven't right. uh, done much with it in a while, but, uh, but yeah, Remember, I'd like to get back into there. Talking about personal training. Oh, so if you're yeah. wondering why I said personal training. Um, this is why. So, um, see right here, it says here, introducing Woody's personal training. I strive to go as deep as possible into getting you to your fitness goals and pushing you to your limits and leaving you sore but wanting more. I will stretch <clears throat> you out to get you feeling right, and I won't settle for anything less than full range of motion for maximum pump. Hit me up for free personal session. See, look at that. That's, that's so a great just, service, right? It's just drop it in the comments below. Yeah, very personal. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, man. So, is this your your wife? I hope so. Right. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if you're married. You know, it yeah, could be your yeah. girlfriend or whatever. So, yeah, that is that is the wife. How how long have y'all been married? Uh, we've been married for a year and a half now. Awesome, dude! Congrats, but, uh, congrats! Nice. Yeah, we we've, we've been together for over ten years now. Nice. There you go. I like your style. That's that's my style. Yeah. All right, so yeah. I have a. I have Make a cool wait. question. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good question over here. Where did it go? Man, we, y'all are blowing while you're up. looking for that, I just remembered something, Ron. Remember at the last Expona, you tried to stop me, and I was like, on on my way to take a leak. Yeah. And I, yeah. you're like, hey, what's up, Joe? I was like, yeah, dude, hold on one second. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go and do this yeah. thing real quick. I was chasing him to the bathroom. I was like, but wait, wait, I want to oh, talk to you, Mercy. Joey. And you're like, like later. <laughs> I'll see you in a second. Yeah. All right, here's a great question. Michael, if you had a thousand bucks to spend on speakers and wardrobe changes for Joe, <laughs> how, how much would you spend on each? Oh, and why? Oh man, <laughs> Kristen, busting. That was good, man. He's busting on me. I love it. I love this guy. So, and my response: Joe has swag. So probably nine hundred on gear, <laughs> and I'd give you a hundred bucks for maybe some new oh, kicks. New kicks. You don't want to see my area here. I got what? What you got? I got man. so much. See, yeah. he's got some New Balance. That's so many. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'll just keep the thousand. Joe, Joey's on, Joey's been too, purging man. lately. How's that going yeah, for you, so bro? That's true. To that's clean true. things up. So you know, we watched that little. This is totally off topic, but it's all good. Yeah. We watched that thing on Netflix about that that Japanese lady yeah. who like mm-hmm. tidies up, right? Tidy up, yeah. Tidy. So we're tidying up, and we mm-hmm. kind of did the whole procedure where you know you kind of get all your clothes, put, put them all in one pile, pile. Dump I was them on like, the couch. This is a ton of clothes. Why do I have so many clothes? 
This is ridiculous. So you should have seen that pile of clothes, everybody. I was like, I thought that was your entire family's clothes, and that was and that was just his man. You you should see my wife's clothes even more, even more. So yeah, it's it was crazy. I think we had about I don't know a good like fifteen bags full. Yeah. So far of of clothes that I have to like you know get rid of. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what's going on. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's totally off topic, but <laughs> for anybody who needs question. to get tidy, tidy up. So tidy, it's not tidy sponsored up. by. Ryan, you got to sit up tall for this one. There's a lot of text that's covering your face, man. So I've never seen any of the daily high five folks review in walls or on wall speakers. Why no love for those types of speakers? And honestly, it's just what you said. I mean, in order to properly test those, you've got to cut some holes in your walls. And I know I'm not doing that. Um, Ron, he's pretty handyman. He may be willing to do it, but definitely not myself. Do it. I no. could, I could do it, but I just, you guys I don't know even me. like. Them. I, I want to get my speakers as far away from the walls as possible. So yeah, true. That's just not what. Not what if me. you, what if you just floated them from the ceiling, Ron? I've thought about <laughs> weird stuff like that. Believe it or not, I was like, oh, maybe I can hang something down that holds the speaker and. I'm I'm a weird dude. Yeah, if you, I could, <clears throat> you know, I was gonna say, you know what i I don't see that much wrong with in wall speakers so much as in ceiling. Like I'm not cool yeah. with in ceiling stuff. Oh, but in okay. wall is uh, an yeah. infinite baffle design, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yep. infinite baffle. Yep. So there's nothing wrong with that. Still inherently. a compromise. Still a compromise. To a floor standing speaker, it's still a compromise. Hundred percent. Yes, I agree. There is a compromise. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. even though you're thinking it's infinite baffle, it's oh, still Joey's thinking. That's the Joey's thinking look. So, right yeah, there. he's like, mm, what's going on mm, here? I'm gonna so, challenge these but guys, I, but I'm gonna challenge you guys. on the in ceilings though. For okay. all right, uh, I have here heard, we go. Well, I have I'm, heard a whole. I've heard an entire. Um, I don't know. Like, probably it's been maybe ten years ago. So they had probably at that time it was like a five point one setup. All three speakers were in the ceiling in the front, two rears in the back garbage okay that's not ideal there's nothing natural about having your front speakers firing from above you coming down bouncing up and down like a million times yeah yeah that's that doesn't sound good at all where the inset and i used to hate in ceilings too where the in ceilings come into effect is with dolby atmos sure because because literally that's at at this point other than mounting a speaker like a bookshelf speaker to the ceiling, which there's only a few companies out there that kind of have that innate ability. Like SVS with their prime elevation have a bracket that you can request from SVS. And so they'll send that to you to mount them directly to the ceiling. I think that's what Chana has on his setup, which is really cool. Because if not, you're going to have to kind of makeshift something. And they're just not meant to be hung from the ceiling. So you kind of run the risk of one of those jokers falling on somebody's head and then you've got a serious liability issue on your hand. You don't want to do that. But right now, you know, Dolby Atmos with the in-ceiling, that's literally the best apart from doing a, um, a standalone enclosed speaker. Um, far better than the up-firing. Far better, I think, in my opinion, than even um, kind of like uh, your high-elevation speakers are, mounting onto the wall. Are your in-ceiling speakers uh, angled, Michael? Mm-hmm. They are. So they don't... Yeah. Fire fate like straight they don't down. Fire straight down. No, no. A lot of the companies make the tweeter directional. Mm. Um, 
I'm almost thinking my woofer actually is on a two-way bezel or not bezel, but you know, like a bracket. Yeah. So I think you, which eh, I guess you can, you're still angling the mid range of that. It's not just bass frequencies, but yeah, so the tweeter's directional. So I can actually <coughs> maneuver that pretty much anywhere I want. Brian, do you use uh Yeah, I was going to ask Brian. Uh, I don't right now. I'm just running a five channel. Um, my, <clears throat> my room's fairly small, uh, but I have thought about adding two uh, height speakers above me, um, but it just hasn't really become a priority. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, cool. I I like I like uh having s- speakers up there. Yeah. I think it adds to it. We have we have more questions, Michael. That's why I'm looking over here, running through. Mm-hmm. After this, we can start answering questions in the chat, All and right. we can also take a few calls if you guys want. All right, here we go. We got one more. It is okay. Here we go. This is my question. So, what is the worst hi-fi purchase that you've ever made? I want to hear some good stories here, fellas. Think about it. Ooh. The worst, worst decision. I mean, this could maybe it was just it was too much money, or maybe you bought it and thought it was going to be great and it was garbage. What All was right, the give worst, me a minute. Worst hi-fi purchase that you have ever made. And so, since I wrote it, it may take you a little bit to think of one. Fortunately, huh. I haven't. I haven't had a lot of bad experiences. Um, typically, I do my research. I know what I'm buying beforehand. Um, the one thing that comes to mind that I think was kind of a bad purchase um, was, uh, goodness, so that was when we moved into our home now. So that would have been about 12 to 13 years ago. And at that time, I was probably running, <laughs> I think it was the Yamaha RXV 1800. So it was a receiver. And people were encouraging me, hey, you ought to check out separates. You got to check out separates. So I'm like, man, separates is expensive. You know, um, so I wasn't ready to go there, but there was this company, kind of a, a new company at that time, and uh, they came out with, to me, a very budget-friendly um, processor, and it was Emotiva. So it was Emotiva's uh, UMC-1. That joker was buggy as I'll get out, man. Just a lot of issues with it. I tried it. It had the worst... Um, room correction software it was called EmoQ. so at that time like i said Emo. i don't know if they're still using that but it was their <laughs> own proprietary stuff and it was it was just bad man it, it did didn't work real great didn't sound real great um and it was just glitchy and buggy and and so that was it fortunately it wasn't one of those you know fifteen hundred dollar three thousand dollar six thousand dollar processors that we have today i think i paid 450 for it but it was super budget friendly back then, you know, 13 years ago. Um, but again, I, I, I probably had it maybe a year. I'm like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't for me. And I went back to a receiver. I mean, that shows you how bad I did not like that, that processor. I, this is a, t- this is a tough question, yeah, Michael. I, think about it. This is the opposite of the way I'm and, used to thinking. And, right? and you guys in the chat, what was your worst purchase? We'll read some of those as well. Uh, I would have to say uh, worst hi-fi purchase. I bought some uh, Yamo subwoofers mm-hmm. um, on Craigslist, and they were gigantic. Okay. These things were huge, ported, and seriously huge. Like I don't even know how to explain how huge these things were. Uh, let me just explain, just to give you an idea. If you know what a bandpass speaker is, right, mm-hmm. and the enclosure size required for a bandpass, Okay. Um, right. Imagine two bandpass um, subwoofers, mm. and they were just gigantic. 
Um, I didn't know by looking at the pictures, right? I didn't like look at the measurements or anything. I'm like, yeah, they look decent. Yeah. It wouldn't even fit into the car. So that wasn't a, a great idea. Sure. That's about it. I, I, I've always uh, pretty much done enough research where I knew what I was yeah. getting. And yep. if I didn't like something, it's pretty easy to either You're send it back or sell it. Sure. Yep. Very cool. Ron's over there. He's going through his archives. He's like, man, I bought so much crap over the years. What was really, really bad? Is that what you're doing? I am. I've got a story to go along That's, with it too. Oh, so story, stories are good. Go ahead, man. This isn't necessarily a purchase that I made, which makes it worse. This was a purchase that I recommended to my dad that he wow. made, and it was not. It was no bueno. So okay. let me tell you the story, and then I'll I'll show you the <laughs> the speaker that we ended up with. All right, so, get it queued up. All right, so I've got it ready to rock and roll. Let me, uh, yeah, it's on the queue. Okay. All right. Um, so, um, he had an old school, um, like 19, I want to say it was like 1980s, maybe early 90s, Kenwood, kind of what you would expect, system, component system, stacked to the, stacked to the hilt with, yep. A preamp, a power amp, cassette player, CD player, turntable, uh, graphic equalizer, and then these big, giant monster Kenwood towers, right? Mm -hmm. And he knew that I was getting into into audio and in, getting into hi-fi, and I saved up all of my. I used to. <laughs> my first job was working overnight at Walmart, um, stocking shoes, and so I saved up all of my money to buy this rig from him, and it was like five hundred bucks, and so. It was like a, a big deal. And he was real proud of me. He's like, yeah, you, you deserve this. And so I got that rig. And um, the, the weekend that I, I, I bought it, he's like, well, we got we to gotta replace you know, my stuff with like some new speakers. Do you want to help me with that? And he's like, what should I get? And I was an audio nerd all the way back then. And I kept hearing about these speakers that were omnidirectional. And they were supposed to be amazing and everybody was excited about them. And so I was like, hey, you know, there's these omnidirectional speakers. We should rush out and, and get these. And he's like, well, where, where do we go to get them? And I was like, Radio Shack. Craziest thing is they're at Radio Shack. Oh, dang. Were they the ones with the little ribbons on the top? So show my screen here and we'll take a look at these bad boys. Let's see what it looks like. There they let me, are. Let me turn this off. Let me see. Let oh, me see I remember I those. Banner. I thought those were... I thought that was going to be awesome. Yeah, and so that, that reminds me of the energy speakers I had one time. So here's here's what's funny, and I wish that China was on here because he would totally bust my balls. So my dad had this big, giant, big screen TV, as you can imagine, with a big, giant console, and he couldn't figure out where to put these things, and so he put them up like ten feet in the in the, just way up top, back up into the corners, and he starts cranking Led Zeppelin, oh, wow. and it was just like farting out there was no bass it sounded awful and he's just looking at me he's like son does that sound good i was like yeah pops that's that's, that's pretty rad man i you, like you, that you did nice you did nice dad good job oh man dang okay man so that that was the worst wow I always so, thought those looked cool. So the le le yeah. the lesson of this podcast: do not ask Ron for speaker <laughs> advice at all, <laughs> at all. Don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> That's rad, man. What do you guys got? What do we got here? I'm looking through the chat here. Brian, did you share one? 
<laughs> no, um, man, you know, I'm kind, kind of like you guys. I mean, I, I do so much research about everything before I, before I buy it that I've always felt like, uh, mm. you know, in my mind, I made a pretty good decision. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing that I can think of has ever been terrible. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I don't really love is the uh, Behringer amp that I have powering my uh, my DIY, <laughs> my GSG uh, subwoofer. Okay. Um, right. I know a lot of guys do the uh, fan mod to it uh, that makes it a lot quieter, right. and I think it actually reverses, uh, so it sucks the air in instead of pushing the air out. Um, but you kick that thing on, and within about you know ten minutes, it feels like a heater is just blowing hot air at you. <laughs> And uh, anytime, you know, a movie or a video game or something goes quiet, you can just hear the fan and that thing just screaming. Um, so that thing, uh, you know, like I said, I know a lot of guys open them up and do a cheap little mod. It's like 15 bucks to replace the fan in it. Um, sure. But I'm just, I'm so lazy. I mean, I can't even believe I built the one DIY sub I have. I, uh, I have three more of them sitting in my garage that just haven't been doing anything. Yeah. You know what, I, I also, so this, this is kind of a, I don't know if this qualifies, but I bought uh, the Denon X4100 <laughs> W, I think it was, um, kind of towards the tail end of that cycle. And it the bad thing about it was that that only passed through 4K. It didn't pass through uh, 4K HDR content. Mm-hmm. And so I bought it towards the end, which means that uh, all the new stuff came out, new TVs came out, and here I was, and I had this uh, thing that I just bought for like I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks at the time. Yeah. So um, yeah, you just have to be careful when you buy stuff. I think because I love the amp. Yeah. You know, it had Atmos, yeah. had uh, Odyssey uh, XT32. So I loved everything about it except when I finally upgraded to a 4k projector i was like oh no i can't get my hdr until i upgrade yeah i did the same thing with my pioneer elite uh sc85 uh past 4k but no hdr um and i want to say it was limited to you know 4k 30 or something like that um so at the time you know the xbox one and the playstation 4 pro uh we're trying to push you know upscaled 4k you know 60 frames per second and stuff like that. And it just wouldn't even, wouldn't even do it. I guess right? so. that's, that's a thing. Like for me, I was into audio, but I wasn't so much into video and I didn't care too much. I didn't really research that whole part. I'm like, whatever, as long as it has Dolby Atmos, I'm good. But yeah. um, no, no, you have to look at everything. That's a tough, I feel like on the video side, that's a tough thing. Uh, I feel like the video tech every year, there's a new, new, you know, there's a new something to go along with it um, that just, you know, as soon as you buy this year's model, it's already outdated because mm-hmm. um, next year, you know, all the TVs are already moving up to HDMI uh, 2.1 and, yeah. uh, you know, variable refresh rate for the new game consoles coming out and, uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I'm excited to check out that NAD T778 because I believe it's modular where they're going to be able to, change out the video portion yeah uh, so that makes sense to me the audio part i don't even feel the need to upgrade that all most of the time it's just the video part yeah so if they can fix that part that's kind of good i'm ready to take calls anytime you want or answer questions in the chat however you guys want to do it sounds good man 
So let's go ahead and put up that right here. So if you guys got a question, feel free to give us a call, 818-237-3030. And so while we're waiting on the call, um, I thought of another question. So it's kind of similar to what's the worst decision. What is the one thing you wish you would have bought? And I've got one in mind. <laughs> it was back in my college days, man. I had lusted over this thing. I wanted it so bad. It was like the latest, greatest college days now. Okay. Pioneer Elite LaserDisc player. What? Man, I want. I wanted one so what? stinking bad, dude. That was when Dolby... Um, Oh, goodness. What would that have been? That would have been Dolby Digital <laughs> first came out. So yep. that we were just migrating from Dolby ProLogic to Dolby Digital and having that independent channel separation. I was so pumped for that. I think it was about 400 bucks. But as you can Not imagine, a I, as a college student, man, I was broke as a goat. I didn't have any <laughs> funds, no funds for audio at that time. So even used audio didn't have any funds. So, man, I was, All right. I was like, I want that. All right, we got a call. All right, go ahead, man. You're on the air. How's it going, fellas? It's regular hey, guy audio. I got to step away from my TV so the lag don't happen. Yeah. Hey, I got a question. What's up? Yeah, what's your question? What do you guys think of white van audio? <laughs> the stuff that used to be sold out of the back of vans and is now all over the internet misdirecting people. Oh, yeah. yeah. White, is that a thing? <laughs> like, Is that like a, a, a white van audio you never heard of that, Joey? No, I know what white van scam is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Is this like a website or something? Like, hey, no, whitevanaudio.com. No. <laughs> I think he's just saying in general. Yeah. Yes. I, my advice would be definitely stay, stay away from those. If somebody's trying to sell you speakers in a parking lot, um, they're either stolen, they're trash, you know. You know what a good way is? Well, I mean, look at the, look I mean, at the tweeters on this. The generic brands that have popped up all over the internet side by side with like the Martin Logans and the stuff that you can find on eBay and Amazon, there's a lot of knockoff brands out there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, folks in my circles have fallen victim to that. Oh, look out, look at my new DaVinci Audio speakers. I spent $1,800 on this. And then I yeah. show them a system like we have, or, you know, and, and it really hits home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I actually have firsthand experience. So uh, my stepdad, who I was just talking about, fell victim to a guy that was selling hi-fi gear mm -hmm. out of a white van at a, like at, a, at a Circle K, and he bought this surround sound system, brought it over to my house, and he's like, hey, son, is this any, is this any good? And uh, we opened it up, and, and there were these little cubes that looked like bows. That's what they're trying to mimic. And I remember how heavy they felt. Uh, and, and so we <laughs> cracked them open and they actually poured concrete inside of the cube to make it heavier. <laughs> and I was like, hey, at least, yep. they're, at least they're being clever. But no, they sounded awful. They were terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, and, definitely stay away from those. Stay away from those and, and, and look for a, like a, 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 you know, if you see a silver tweeter that's not a metal tweeter, it's like plastic silver. No, no, no. That's a no, no. No, no, no. Now, silver what if they have, no, no. But what if they have a business card? Does, <laughs> does that make it legit? Probably not. It takes Probably eight months to print up a box of business cards. Come on now. There you go. You got it, man. Regular guy auto. You're, you're, you're a regular on, on here. So we appreciate you. For yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Appreciate you, man. 
I what you guys do for the audio community. I'm I'm definitely a fan of what you guys do, and I refer people to you all the time because I actually Thanks, get man. out and put hands on gear. I do repairs and stuff. I've got my own stupid sure. little channel, but it's a hobby. So I'm actually in this myself. I, yeah. I do a lot of uh, air work and occasionally a theater install. I've referenced uh, Youthman's screen a couple times because I love the mechanism. Joe, I love your oh, speaker man, reviews. Sure. Ron, your acoustic treatments. That's fantastic. Thank Thanks. you, man. Thank so you. I appreciate that. that. Thank you very much. Take care. Well, I'm going to let you go. I I was just wondering long-term, since you guys do a lot of the home theater reviews, if maybe you could mention that more for the folks that are getting just turned on to the hobby Mm -hmm. and and get it back out there. Yeah. You know, I think that would be beneficial. Yeah, sure. You guys are doing Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. No. You too. We don't either. All right, so... Yeah, uh, what do you what do you look out for when it comes to white vans? Like stuff that's too good to be true. Like you know, yeah. if it says, oh, this system is ten thousand watts. Yeah, and you know, doesn't look like it has even had sure. a tweeter. No tweeter. Yeah, I, no. I had a friend just telling me his white van story. Uh, it's just last night or the night before, wow. uh, from, from a few years back, and he was in a mall parking lot, and you know, here comes the guy whipping around and says, Hey, you know, we're a home theater company and you know, we just bought too many speakers for this job. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm, I just got to get rid of them cause you know, my company's, you know, not going to do anything with them or whatever. And we just need to yeah. make what we can make off of them. Sure. Uh, so like, do you want them for 500 bucks? And you know, at the time, you know, my friend's like, Oh man, all, all I have on me is, you know, a hundred. And the guy's like, ah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, it's, it's, it's a death yeah. That's yeah. right, dude. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. Stay away from that, man. Yeah. So, um, you also said like, what would you, what did you want? What have you always yeah. wanted? Something yeah, like, like that. Maybe something that you wish kind of going back, whether it was, you know, it's relevant today or not, but what, what do you wish that, man, I just kind of wish I would have been able to buy that or cable risers. <laughs> You're so full of it, dude. Oh my goodness. Buy just get some egg cartons from, you know, Walmart. And lay them across that when you're done cooking your omelet in the morning. All right, that's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, okay. I'll, well, I'll take you. I'll take your word for that. That is true sarcasm. If you got a phone, give us a call, man. Eight one eight two three seven three zero three zero. Even if you don't have a question, you just want to call, say hi to the folks at Daily Hi Fi to say hi to our new guest Brian. Hey, now. definitely give us a call, man. We'll talk about personal training. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you had, if you had some ex- let's, let's say somebody gave you some extremely expensive cables mm-hmm. would you uh would you put them on cable risers just because it's so expensive no yes i would yes no. to keep them like from no. getting dusty or something like that no I, <clears throat> I'd, I'd put them in a ziploc bag and put a hole through the bag and and just run them through that <laughs> i know what you would do if somebody gave you some expensive cables you'd I'd probably be on sell eBay, them. Dude. they would be selling them right away yeah yeah yeah, I mean, somebody gave me $30,000 cables, dude. I'm buying something for my kids, man. Upgrading their cars. <laughs> their cars are hoopties, man. They're they're pretty rough. Let's see here. So, yeah, we have we have the number up. If you guys want to give us a call, there's the number here. Um, something that I've always wanted to buy through the years that I never did was the Bose 901s, and that's a true story. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I've just always wanted to hear what those are all about. I've always mm-hmm. been interested in the design. Um, and then there's another company that um, 
I don't know if they went out of business or what the deal is, but I want to say it's Thiel, T-H-I-E-L. Yeah, T-H-E-I-L, yeah. I think. I think so. Those, and yeah. I remember seeing those like in the magazines, you know, yeah. growing up and just getting older into hi-fi, just like, man, those speakers look so cool to me. And I always wanted to hear those. So, yeah. <clears throat> I second. The uh, Oppo, Oppo 203, I've always wanted one of those too. Just yeah. a little bit pricey for me. The, what did they what did they run? A thousand or were they more? Um I'm not sure. I think maybe somewhere around there. Let us know in the chat. What, what was sure, I can't remember. Twelve, okay. Maybe yeah. maybe less I'll, than that. And it's weird. Why do you think they went out of business, man? Like, I mean, I guess they're not out of business. They just don't make four K players. Oppo or make, Oppo? Yeah. 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 It was that really uh came as a surprise i know a lot yeah. of people that were working directly with them and it had a huge impact on their business um namely uh, mod right did a lot of modifications for oppo players and so dan was like oh this is not good for us um he said it was just kind of out of the blue it was just okay. overnight they just pulled the plug they're done gotcha so. yeah it was weird yeah we got the notice i'm like what just happened man you know yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I have seen the maybe that's what I'm thinking, Matt, is that they're now selling, you know, at one time they were $550. But now if you look on like eBay, they've jacked the price up because nobody can buy them anymore. And they're still a great player. So if you can get yeah. your hands on one for a decent price, man, you know, especially on the used market, jump on it because a lot of guys are charging a whole lot for that. Yeah. I'm hey, trying to figure uh, out what is, what is this? Oh, Southern California. Do you know what a bucket is? Joe, what's a bucket? I don't know. I said, is it a crappy car? Like you driving in a bucket? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's I what you. I always say. Like, Stop hey, making fun of me, Joey. Driving yeah. in a bucket. We even, we, me, my friends and I even converted that to a biscuit. Okay. <laughs> driving in a, a biscuit. biscuit. I've never heard yeah. of that. See, I've, I've, I've used this one, Hoopty, you know. That was just mine. Just <laughs> he said yes. Yeah, a bucket. Yeah, driving in a bucket. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> Riding in my bucket. Yeah. <laughs> we got another call here. All right, Let's go take ahead. Take this call. All right. You are on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, hi, my name is Derek. I'm from uh, Surrey, British Columbia, Canada. Hey. Hey, Derek. Hello, what's hello. up? Canada, man. Thanks for calling in. What's going on, buddy? Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, I love what you guys do. You guys are killing it. Thank you. Thank you. There's, there's uh, a, there's a slight delay. A so question about uh, golden ear technology. Oh um, yeah. I'm an owner of the Aeon three, the Aeon threes. Okay. And, uh, I know that those speakers, when they first came out, there was a lot of hype behind them that, you know, wasn't exactly, I would say on the level, but I love my speakers. Yeah. And, uh, I was wondering what your thoughts are on the new uh, bookshelf format that they're going with. I don't know if it's going to be a replacement for the Aon 3 or the Aon 2, but have you guys seen that new bookshelf that's coming out, and do you have any thoughts on it? Ron, you know a little bit more about that type of stuff. I think you recommended that I check out some Golden Ear stuff too, right? Yeah, I, I'm very familiar with uh, the Aon 3s, actually. I know exactly what those speakers sound like. Um, I Nope, we can still hear you. Can you hear yeah. us? Oh, we we lost them. I think but um the connection there. We could hear you on audio. Right. 
Let's see if we can get him back here. This is him again. While he's doing All right. It, I'll, 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 I think we lost you for a second there. Oh, it's not me. Hmm. The signal's dropping for some reason. But um, yeah, go ahead, Ron. Yeah, so I am familiar with Golden Ear. I've done a couple of reviews for them, and I am familiar with the Aeon 3, and it's a speaker that I actually like quite a bit. Uh, Sandy Gross is the designer for Golden Ear, and he goes all the way back to the beginnings of Polk Audio. He's like one of the giants in the industry. The guy is as legit as it gets. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about like air motion tweeters, for me, almost every time I sit down to listen to a speaker that has an air motion tweeter, I find that that tweeter calls attention to itself, Mm. but not so with golden ear technology. I think he does a fantastic job of taming those to the point where you don't hear a tweeter, you hear symbols and top and extension, which is a good thing. Um, So he's a master at that. And um, those are speakers that I appreciate and I highly (laughs) recommend, but I don't know of anything new. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Maybe we'll see something at Expona. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they're showcasing it there. So it looks like we've got some, uh, you mentioned that, is it Aeon? Aeon 2s and Aeon Yeah, there's, there's the Aeon 2 and the Aeon 3. And is that a current or is that an older model? They're, they're older models. They've been okay. around for a while. These are the new ones. Gotcha. So those are not the new ones. Um, I recognize those. And okay. they're, they're two-way bookies and they have passive radio passive radiators excuse me sure. on both sides yeah, really interesting right. design they drop down crazy low they got plenty of bass on tap nice cool. speakers really nice speakers i like them a lot how much do those go for five six hundred bucks yeah, not, not expensive yeah yeah i actually thought they'd be more so i've always been interested in this kind of uh you know these brands that are not you know your yeah. brands they're not mm-hmm. svs they're not super well known but yeah. They have uh, really good designers. Like one that comes to mind is um, the, the Philharmonics, right? Yeah. So like stuff like that, I, I wanted to get a chance yeah. to try those out. I agree stuff with like you. like that, you know what yeah. I mean? Like where everybody on the internet talks about them, but not yeah. too many people know about them other than yeah. that. Sure. Yeah. What else is like that? Phil Philharmonics. Um, there's a few online ones, right? Yeah, there's a one that's been around for a while called Fritz. I think it's Fritz Speakers. He's kind of always been on the outer edges and does some interesting stuff. Um, but Phil Harmonics is another one. Um, oh, there's another is one. It, that, is Gershwin Acoustics? Is that is Gershman? That Gershman? Gershman? Acoustics. Gershman? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We got a call from Texas. You're on the air. Hey, hey, I want to say thanks for all the help y'all giving me uh, trying to plan for my entertainment room. Um, I got a couple questions for you, Stan. Hey, all what's right. happening, man? What's thanks your name, by the way? Tra- Travis Oswald uh, from uh, Rocher in Texas. Hey, Travis, thanks for calling in, man. What's your question? <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I'm all over the place, but because uh, I, I, I just ran across this, I didn't prepare, but... Uh, uh, basically, I'm I'm setting up a, a Marantz eighty twelve, okay, with a, a Sony um, a UBP eleven hundred ES, and I have Vandersteen front speakers, okay, and sub nice. center, and uh, I saw you review the KLH Kindles, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, and I was wanting to use those for surround and gotcha. surround rear, okay, and I was wanting to 
ask you, what, you know, he, he kind of like, I don't know if you were like maybe turning your nose up about him a little bit or, or if I just got the wrong signal, but what, no. what, what do you really think about the Kindles? What do you really no. think? <laughs> yeah. No, the Kindles, surprisingly, okay, so they're not a super high-end, you know, speaker. Um, my understanding, KLH was kind of going, you know, kind of by the wayside. <laughs> And so they're trying to make a comeback. And so that's why Worldwide Stereo had reached out and they said, hey, would you be interested in reviewing some KLH Kindle speakers? And I'm like, um, nah, not really, because I didn't know anything about them. Looking online, I just, I'm like, okay. And so they literally kept on and kept on and kept on. They're like, man, we would really, you know, we know you're busy with your review schedule. Whenever it opens up, we would love um, for you to be able to, you know, for us to be able to send these to you and let you check them out just to see what you think. And so... Finally, they, I mean, literally, it's, it's one of those things where they just asked me and asked me and asked me probably about six times over a six month period. And I finally said, you know what? There's really not a good time to send them to me, but go ahead and send them to me anyway. I just can't promise that I can get to these right away. And they sent them to me. And honestly, for a um, a very affordable set, I really liked them. No, I, I definitely didn't turn my nose up at them. Um, I just didn't initially want to review them. I just thought that. You know, I, honestly, I really like to listen to quality speakers. I have no desire to listen to, I guess, what I would consider just mediocre speakers. You know, not that they have to be the most expensive, but I just, I want to hear quality. I don't, I don't want to be going, well, these things really sound like garbage, but let me try to find something nice to say about them. And I, I think maybe I got that impression that that's might be what I heard with the, uh, with the Kindles. And I was very pleased with them. Trying to pull them up here now. I know, I know what you're saying, Michael. It's hard to do reviews if something's not good. Those are yeah. the hardest. If something's yeah. great, it's easy. Absolutely, <laughs> this thing's just awesome. Absolutely. So I'm gonna pull these up here. So they're like six forty nine each, and so they're definitely you know very affordable. They're not super extravagant, but so going back to your question, I'll put these up on the screen for everybody else. So you're wanting to possibly use uh, your Vandersteen up front, left, center, and right. And then Correct. put the Kindle floor standing speakers as your rears. To me, having mix matched fronts and rears isn't near as crucial as having your solid front soundstage. So by having that, you know, the, the Vandersteen left, center, and right, I think you're dead on with that. You know, go with what your ears like, what your ears prefer. Um, you know, for surrounds, Dolby Atmos, things like that. Um, because those speakers are behind you, I mean, think about it. Our ears are meant to hear sound primarily that's in front of us. You know, they're bent forward, you know, some yeah. of them bigger than others. Um, <laughs> but that's what they're used to hearing is from the front. And so, you know, having to timber match or some people call it timbre match, um, those rears to the fronts, I just don't think is as critical. So I think you can definitely get away with going with a different brand, you know, um, especially if it's to save some money. So, but man, having a floor standing speaker um, like that, dude, I think that would rock. Seriously. Awesome. Is there, are, is there a reason why you went uh, for the KLH specifically? Well, I was looking at clips in wall speakers mm -hmm. and they were kind of pricey, you know? So I was thinking, well, why not just take a step up and go with floor standing speakers? And then I was, I was kind of sold on the clips, uh, 8,000s. Sure. And uh, after asking several people and getting reviews and stuff, it, 
it kind of sounded like I would be missing some mid-range if I went with the clip speakers. And yeah, uh, so I smiled, picked the KLHs. Yeah. And the KLH, if I remember correctly, they're like a two, no, they're a three-way design. So they actually have a three-way crossover. Yes. So you have, you know, separate frequencies from high to mid to low frequencies. So, um, yeah, I didn't have, I had the RP80, I'm sorry, 8060F. And I'm trying to remember the, the model number. Basically, it's like the RP8000F, but with a Dolby Atmos built into it. And um, I thought they performed yeah. amazingly well. I really, listening to those, I was not displeased with them by any means. I'm curious what kind of sub he's using. Uh, right now I'm using a Vandersteen. It's got three eight in it. And okay. uh, I'm, I'm thinking about the SVS uh, PB16. Okay. Because, yeah. Michael, the, the reason uh, I, I asked that is... There's going to be like a mismatch there, but maybe I'll end up with two PBs or I don't know. And see, I'm okay with that too. Um, the biggest thing there is you want to make sure they're either all sealed or all ported. It's just really difficult to try to blend sealed and ported subs together. I think you can, but um, I think it's just a lot more more difficult. Um, yeah, my va my Vanderstein's ported down down firing. Mm -hmm. I'll put that up on the screen. So here. hopefully there's something like match. Yes, I'm looking at. Do you have the sub? There's a sub nine, sub three. Let's see the sub. Uh, uh, sub Michael, nine has a thirteen inch. Yeah. I have a quick question. Um, yep. What have you found is the lowest frequency that those rear speakers actually produce? Like, what are like, what's the lowest yeah. they actually that actually comes out of those most of the times uh, honestly, in the mix? Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Um, I've never, I've never had the room to use a floor standing speaker as a rear surround. Um, so I've never actually had that benefit. Um, I know some guys that have done, I know guys that have put massive towers, you know, I'm, for rear surrounds. I'm just curious if there's actually any information, uh, low frequency information coming from those rear speakers. Yeah. I thought you might know that. No, I mean, I don't know specifically like, you know, what do they send to the surround backs or the, you know, your side surrounds as far as the frequency. Um, I think, you know, my honest opinion Having going from three eight inch drivers, uh, I haven't heard the Vandersteen, but my personal preference, I've just never been a big fan of eight inch drivers, even tens and even twelves. Um, for my setup, um, they just haven't been that impressive for that deep, you know, low end extension that really just kind of punches you in the chest. Um, you know, when Godzilla steps off the, you know, steps into the scene, or when King Kong jumps off the tower and lands on the the freeway at at uh in ready player one man i i want to feel that um and so I yeah think you'll well let me ask you about another question real quick uh yeah. uh i saw you had the uh, was it jtr double 18s that, that is correct mm -hmm. and um and that's what you're going to stick with for the time being <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're pretty i'll be honest man they're pretty rad um they're doing things in my is below twenty hertz really worth it over the over the PB sixteen? Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about anything below twenty. Here's the thing: I used to have, I used to <laughs> what? I used to have. These guys are ripping me hard. So I used to have four clips <laughs> RSW fifteens, and so they had uh, fifteen inch drivers in the front, 
and then I think that was a passive, and then the rear was an active 15. So I had a total of eight, <coughs> you know, and um, the RSW 15 would only go down about 20 hertz, and it would literally drop like a rock. And I always felt like I was missing something. All these guys on the forums and Facebook groups, they're like, man, if you ever get a chance to experience below 20 hertz, it, it's a game changer. It really is. And so, you know, there are a lot of guys that say, oh, there's not that much below 20 hertz. I don't know. Man, I'm hearing some stuff that I've never heard once I upgraded to my PB16s because they do dig down deeper. Um, I think they're rated down to about 17 hertz. Um, but in-room response, sometimes you can get a little bit lower than that. And then um, I had the chance to review a PowerSound Audio S3611, very similar to the JTR Dual 18s. And oh my goodness, man. When it, it basically, when you hit those really, really low frequencies and it's able to play that clean and tight and smooth and not like it's straining and it's just having a difficult time, I'm telling you, man, that's an incredible experience. That's when you move from hearing bass to experiencing bass. Mm. I'm sold. Gotcha, gotcha. Sold. And one more question I'll for all y'all. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm internet stupid, and <laughs> no, I don't know what I need to, to get when when they come to my house to like to hook up a router or whatnot. So I, I don't miss like a, the speed or the type of equipment i need to watch movies or stream yeah. you know quality yeah. music can you give me any things to look for uh, i mean i think nowadays i mean a lot i mean i don't even know what the minimum speed would be for 4k you know i mean is it 50 megabytes download speed i think you probably want at least like 30 down you know 30 down for for 4k streaming maybe 25 is that yeah <laughs> 30 just in case somebody else is using it too. So, yeah, somewhere around there. The upload speed might not be as crucial. Sure. Um, unless you're doing what we're doing, streaming. Yeah. So, I'd say just look is for there something. A, certain that's type of a router or anything that I need to be looking for? They're, they're going to provide uh, you with all that. Yeah. So, when I, you get the I service, the, they're going to give you a, a router. And most of the time, it's a Wi Fi router. So, you don't have yeah. to worry about that. And depending on how big your home is, um, I use a um, an Orbi router, O-R-B-I. Um, it's a fantastic router. Um, I actually bought one that has a main router that I have here at my computer desk. And then I have, um, and so that's hardwired into that. So I get a strong signal there. And then in my theater room, I have a satellite, an Orbi satellite that comes with that package, hardwired, because um, I have a cable going you know, through the, the walls with ethernet going into that satellite. And then that's, you know, sending to that side of the house. And then on the other side of the house where my girl's bedroom are, I have an, another one there and that's hardwired as well. And so, um, but it's, it's called a mesh network. So where that benefit is, is when you're walking from one room to the other, like with a cell phone or a tablet, it'll just grab the nearest, you know, the strongest signal and it'll use that. Um, so, but I definitely like the Orby. Highly recommend that. And so, thank you for tuning in for to Daily IT. <laughs> exactly. That's all right, man. I think it's a great question, man. Appreciate the questions. Good stuff, man. Well, it sounds like you got a right, well, appreciate you yeah, help. And uh, thanks for the videos, youth man. They they yeah. helped me out quite a bit. Man, thank I appreciate you. Good that. luck. I really appreciate that. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Love it.
Love it, man. From Canada. I like it. Super cool, man, guys. Yeah. Hardwire everything you can. At least the kids can play Xbox without you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hard, hardwire if you can. Yes. Regular guy audio. I have to leave. See ya. Take care. Thanks for the support. Hi-Fi Vega, if you don't know. Hi-Fi Vega. Car audio. He's the guy. Check out their podcast. Where's where's your podcast at? What's Full that? Full Talk. Uh, Hi-Fi Vega. Mm, gotcha. So Dwayne has a question at Youthman. For those who are interested, or maybe it's a, a comment, for those who are interested in going down the IMAX DTSX route, this will be dedicated full range audio to all speakers. So floor standing or much, uh, much larger surrounds may be the way <laughs> to go. Cool. Good thought there. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the reason I like that IMAX uh, audio experiences because my rear speakers were going, I heard bass coming out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've experienced that. Brian, have you, have you messed with that at all? I haven't messed with any of the IMAX audio stuff myself. No. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So in a theater, though, if you think about it, the rear speakers or the side speakers, those aren't really big speakers, right? No. Not not no. Actually, they typically they have like 10 or 12 inch drivers in them. A lot. Of Are them you serious? Yeah. Seriously. It's hard to tell because yeah, they're, they're up so right. high. They're way up there. But yeah, a lot of times they're 10 inch, 8 inch. So really? Yeah. We go to the Dolby Cinema a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And the uh, uh, all the Dolby Cinemas are outfitted with some pretty serious uh, yeah. surround speakers. Compared sure. to your standard, you know, most most theaters will just have the little boxes that probably just have a, you know, a tweeter and a 10-inch woofer or something like that or, you know, 12-inch woofer in them. But these things, you know, have, I think they have an array of like six or eight, probably eight-inch, 10-inch driver or 10-inch yeah. woofers in them. Um, yeah, they're pretty, pretty serious in those Dolby theaters. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking up even, you know, some of the, the clip speakers because they do a lot of um, you know, cinemas. Yeah, pro cinema. Here yep. Here you go. I'll take. Let me share my screen here. I'll show you. Brian, what? What? Why did you choose Clips? Because when I initially looked at your page, I'm like, oh, this is like a Clips page. All I saw was <laughs> a bunch of Clips speakers all the time. What made yeah. you choose them? Those. Speakers? Uh, you know, I just I started out a Clips fan. You know, years ago, um, my first. Well, not not really my first, but one of my first uh, little setups was just the Klipsch Pro Media computer speakers, um, the little THXs, which I know a lot of people probably had in their system at one point or another. Um, yeah, but those things just—I mean, those things just really blew me away. Um, and so, and at the time, I was actually—I uh, just started doing home theater installations, uh, which I did for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And the uh, shop I worked for—they were—they were kind of a big Klipsch supporter. Um, so, you know, I kind of had the opportunity to pick up at the time I got the THX system for a for a pretty amazing deal. And, uh, you know, from that point, I was pretty much sold on on uh, clip stuff and, and being a home theater and, you know, gaming guy first. Um, I've always found clips to just be, you know, really everything that I'm looking for 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 a home theater and a surround sound setup. Are you telling me they got you hooked from with some computer speakers? Computer yeah. speakers, man, they got That's me. Cool. The yeah, those those pro yeah. media THXs, those things were okay. So I know because I had I had those too, but it's just I interesting have, yeah. that uh, computer speakers got you into their brand, and yeah. now you have all kinds of uh, <laughs> clip speakers. 
Yeah. I mean, I think I went from probably the, the little speakers that came in the box of whatever, you know, PC I had at the time and uh, you know, just a little tinny, whatever they were, a piece of plastic hanging off the side of the monitor to, uh, to the clips pro medias. And it's like, well, mu music can sound like this out of the computer, you know? And, and so that just really, really blew me away. And, and I was like, man, this is, this is a cool product. And, and then I, uh, like I said, I kind of started listening to their, their bigger offerings and, and, uh, and it just went from there. It's like, man, these, these things are killing it. I think that's what one of my talks is going to be about. I'm going to mention what you just said, because I think a lot of these companies don't even realize how people are getting in, right? Yeah. Through sure. computer speakers or through some headphones, you know, um, a lot of companies kind of shy away from that. Like, no, that's not hi-fi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Computer speakers, yeah. not hi-fi. Yeah. But then, you know, you can have a bunch of different uh, offerings, right? So yeah. you got to start people off somewhere. Yeah. I mean, kind of going back on the KLH stuff uh, that we were talking about a bit ago, um, which I know someone mentioned up here and I was going to, th you know, throw it out. Uh, but KLH is now run by some ex Klitsch employees uh, mm -hmm. and they've kind of been responsible for kind of reinvigorating that brand. Um, but they're the KLH Ultimate One headphones, which I actually posted about today on my mm -hmm. page. Um, man, I listen to those at Rocky Mountain Audio Fest and Cedia and, uh, you know, talk to uh, David from from KLH and at both times. like, Man, those are, you know, some of the some of the best headphones I've heard in a while, uh, right. especially with the 299 price bracket. Um, mm. They're just super, super comfortable. Just a really, really good sound out of those things. Yeah, this I had that sub too. I had that whole setup right there. So this yeah, is like the, this is the smaller version. For some reason, clips. That's the Star Wars edition. Yeah, I picked this yeah. up for twenty bucks on Craigslist. Um, <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> so um, I think I've had that system uh, yeah. four times now. The yeah okay. So here here's the caveat with that. Um, the amplifier sucks. It really does. Um, unfortunately, the biggest thing with that is Klipsch did not um, put a heat sink or just a, an ability to for that heat to dissipate. And so literally the amplifiers, they just toast after yeah. so long. Um, so I, I think this is my third set, but I like them so much. I've yet to find a um, you know just a 2.1 system that I really like better. Other than there was an old Boston Acoustics, um, they were called the Media Theater, I think. Yeah, I so it had it, that I loved. I mean, absolutely loved it. Um, I should have kept it. The driver in it kind of dry rotted it, just started making a funky noise. So I'm like, oh, I need to buy another one instead of repairing it. Um, I just went and bought another one, and now I regret it. I'm like, man, you know, I've literally just started looking for another set. Um, just to see, man, and just to just to pick up. So that was a great little system. Those but subs yeah. had some good bass, huh? Those little subs that they had there. That was the ones back in the day um, when Gateway computers were around. <laughs> and Klipsch had partnered with Gateway. I'm sorry, Boston Acoustics had partnered with Gateway. And so they were taking this nice computer at that time and putting nice quality speakers. And I think, like you said, it was getting people into hi-fi instead of just using these little dinky speakers, laptop speakers, they were now being able to connect these to some speakers that had some good sound. So yeah. funny story. You, uh, when my wife and I lived in our condo uh, years ago, um, you know, I was worried about, you know, pissing off the neighbors. Uh, mm -hmm. So I didn't want to put a lot of money into big speakers that were just going to upset the neighbors. 
Uh, so I actually used those pro medias as my main TV speakers for probably, probably two years. Mm -hmm. Um, I just plugged them right into the headphone jack on or the headphone audio out on my, uh, on my Samsung TV I had at the time. And I just ran, you know, 2.1 and it was, I mean, astronomically better than, than standard TV sound. I mean, it, obviously it's not going to be, you know, the big setups we all have now. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, and that's a big thing to me, you know, as well, you know, any, any improvement over the, the crappy TVs sound yeah. you get just out of the box, uh, is a pretty big deal. Cool deal, man. Well, guys, we are right at about an hour and a half, so we're going to wrap it up here. Um, definitely appreciate Brian for stopping by. Join us on the daily hi-fi, man. We'll have to have you back on the show. Thanks guys. Absolutely. It's it fun being here and, and hanging out with you guys. Awesome, well, man. Follow him at Woody's. How do, how do I say it? How do you spell Woody's that? Soundup. There it is. It's on the screen. Yeah, Woody's underscore sound up. Not yeah. Woody's roundup. I was lost earlier. I was like, where is this guy? I'm surprised I haven't received a uh, cease and desist yet, but uh, <laughs> I would cross that bridge when I get there. That's, that's awesome, man. Definitely appreciate you having, having you on the show today. And we also want to give a big shout out once again to our show sponsor, Axpona. So Thank if you, you guys are heading out to Axpona, definitely come say hi to us. We'd love to have you out there. Check out their website, axpona.com for all the details and how you can get registered. Hope you guys have a great night and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Take care. See you guys.